think of great love stories, what are the greatest love stories that come to your mind? Uh, would it be something like Titanic? Uh, there they are on the bow, love, wonderful love, but ends in disaster, doesn't it? What about Romeo and Juliet? A classic love story, isn't it? A wonderful love story. What about Gone with the Wind? That's taking us back, isn't it? Even further, these wonderful love stories they are. But what about one of the greatest love stories that has ever been? Shrek and Fiona. It's a great love story, isn't it? They're wonderful love stories. And when we look at those love stories, there's aspects to them that we can resonate with, aren't there? Uh, they all often start with, uh, they get together, uh, there's a bit of chemistry, and then things go awry, things get difficult, things get tough, uh, even tragedy strikes, uh, but then someone races forward and uh, declares their love and shows their love, and then the greatest love stories, don't they, someone actually sacrifices themselves for the other. And when we see that, that really touches us, doesn't it? It resonates with us. And it resonates with us because it's our story. It's God's story. You see, behind all the great love stories is the greatest love story of them all. It's God's love story to you and I. You see, our story started off great too. Started off in the Garden of Eden, uh, where Adam and Eve together were in a wonderful, perfect place. Relationships were great. Their relationship with each other, their relationship with God was wonderful, but then it all went awry. Tragedy struck. Adam and Eve decided to live their way and not God's way. And then it went all downhill from there, and the world has been broken ever since, hasn't it? And that love story is playing its way out. But in that love story, God is going to step into it and change it and bring it about to being something amazing. But we feel that brokenness, don't we? We feel that brokenness in the story around us because we see it in the world around us. The world around us is broken. The world around us is not like it was in the Garden of Eden. It is not perfect. The world itself isn't the perfect and relationships are definitely not perfect, are they? Uh, we're broken, aren't we? Sin entered into the world in the Garden of Eden and it impacted everything. It impacted the way the world operates, it impacted the way that we operate and it broke our relationship with God. And we feel that intensely. We feel that as we look at our environment. We feel that as we look at our lives. We feel that as we look at our health, we feel that as we look at our relationships that are around us. We feel that brokenness all around us. We feel the impact of that love story going awry. But God steps in. And in that we think that we're going to find it. Can we find it here? Can we find the answer there? Can we find things there? Uh, it feels like we want to grasp at stuff to feel that story, to get that story right. feels like we're grasping at the mist, doesn't it, sometimes? I come from Tasmania originally, and in Tasmania we have fogs. And we have so heavy a fog that you can't even know that you've got your second head, and you definitely can't recognise your cousins. It's so thick that you can't get away from it, can't you? They're Tasmanians, we know what it's like. 
and so thick. But as you go to think the thickness, you think you could grasp it, you could hold it, but it goes and slips through your fingers and it's gone. It's no longer there. We grasp at life, don't we? We grasp at the things that we think are going to satisfy, that are going to fix our brokenness, that are going to deal with that angst and that unease that we feel. But it's like grasping it. Fog. It goes. But the great news about God's love story, isn't it, is that there is no greater love than God's love for you and I and that he steps into this world and he steps into the fog and he brings into the light and he does that in Jesus. Jesus comes into the world and he clears the fog. He comes into the world and he deals with our brokenness. He comes into the world and he deals with our sin. He comes into the world and he goes to that piece of wood, that cross that just by itself are two pieces of wood nailed together But when we see it, as we see Jesus there, we realise that this is God's greatest act of love to you and I. And that Jesus sacrifices himself so that you and I can be in relationship with God forever. So that sin can be dealt with, so our brokenness can be dealt with. So our joy and happiness and satisfaction can be found in him and him alone. It's at the cross that we see this all come together. Jesus stepping in. And that's why we read that verse earlier from John chapter 15 that uh, there is no greater love than the one who dies for his friends, is there? Jesus there was talking about his disciples, his friends around him, that he's going to go to the cross for them. But you know what? It is even bigger than that. Because Jesus goes to the cross not just for his friends but also for his enemies. For those that ignore him and put him to the side. Look at this part of God's story. God's love story to you and I comes from Romans chapter 5 verse 6 and 8. A guy by the name of Paul is writing this. He said, you see at just the right time when we were still powerless, we couldn't do it. Christ died for the ungodly. That is he died for you and I. None of us are godly. Are None of us are perfect. We can't say we're God. We're not. He dies for the ungodly. He dies for us. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. Why we're still sinners, Christ died for us. No greater love. No greater love. The cross, Jesus steps in out of love for you and I, takes the punishment that you and I deserve. Our rebellion against God, our turning our back on God, our wanting to run our lives our way, Jesus steps in and takes the punishment that that deserves. And in love, he hangs on the cross for us. Christ died for us while we were still sinners. That is amazing love. That is the greatest love of all. That is the greatest love story you will ever hear. There is no greater love than that. When we look around us, don't we? We see uh, elements of that. We see pictures of that sometimes. Those great love stories give us a glimpse of it, but none of them actually completely fulfil it, do they? 
no one here completely fulfills that for anyone else either, do they? We might love someone dearly here, but in the end they don't ultimately satisfy. Yesterday I was at a wedding for uh, Ashley Finance and Matt Lane, and it was beautiful, and the words that they said to one another and the promises that they made to one another was absolutely gorgeous. And in that moment, you almost couldn't see anything more beautiful and more perfect than that. But the reality is that Ashley was going to let down Matt one day and Matt's going to let down Ashley one day. But they knew that Jesus had paid it all and that they were centred on him and he's the only one that's going to satisfy them. It's only as they love him that they're going to be able to love one another. See, it's only as we understand that, the complete love that God has for us, that we're able to love anyone unselfishly. Because we know we're loved by God himself. I was reading a story the other day about a pastor in America. Uh, pastor Edwards was his name. And uh, he uh, came to Easter Sunday. And as he came to Easter Sunday, as he got up to, to speak, he just placed an empty birdcage on the pulpit beside him. Everyone was looking and thinking, what's this mean? What's this all about? And he started to tell a story. And he told the story that uh, just the week before, he'd been walking down the road. And as he was walking down the road, he saw a young boy coming towards him. And that young boy had that cage. And in that cage, he had three birds that he'd caught in the fields. And as the pastor walked towards him and he noticed that, he uh, spoke to the boy and said, oh, what have you got there? And the boy said, oh, I've got three birds that I've just caught in the field. And the pastor said, oh, what are you going to do with them? He says, oh, I'm going to have fun with them. I'm going to take them home. I'm going to rattle the cage on them. I'm going to poke them. I'm going to pull their feathers out. I'm going to see if I can tear them apart a little bit, have fun with them and just really get stuck into them. The pastor said, What? He said, well, what are you going to do with them after you've had fun with them? Because you'll get bored of that after a while. And the, guy, the boy said, ah, no problem about that. He said, I've got a couple of cats. I'll let the cats have a bit of fun with them as well and they can kill them. And the pastor looked at him and he thought, that's terrible. And he said to the boy, what would you take, how much would you take if I could buy those birds off you? And the boy looked at him and said, What? These birds, they're just ordinary field birds. They're hopeless. No one's going to want these birds. Why would you want these birds? The pastor just, how much is it? Well, the boy summed him up and he thought, ah, oh, he's a bit of a sucker. hundred bucks. hundred bucks, sonny. And the pastor got the hundred bucks out. He's a rich pastor, not like most of us. And he gave him a hundred dollars and he took the bird cage off him. And he took the bird cage and he went down out into a field and he let the birds, opened up the cage and let the birds out. And everyone was thinking about that for a moment and the pastor then continued and he said, let me tell you another story. One day there was God the Father and Jesus and they saw Satan coming from the Garden of Eden. And as they saw Satan coming towards them, uh, Satan said to them, ha ha, I've got him. I've just sucked in the whole world of people. I've tempted them and they've gone for it. And I've got a lot of them. I've got them all. And Jesus looked at him and said, what are you going to do with them? And Satan said, ha ha, I'm going to tempt them. 
I'm going to go harder than I'm going to tempt them to get married and then divorce. I'm going to tempt them to abuse themselves, get stuck into drugs, get smashed. I'm going to tempt them to abuse one another and violate one another. I'm going to abuse them to make war and bombs and destroy each other. I'm going to have real fun with them. Jesus looked at them and said, and what are you going to do with them after that? He says, I'm going to kill them. Jesus looked at the Father and said to the Father, what can we do about this? How can we free them? Satan said to Jesus, why would you want to free them? They're going to mock you. They're going to kill you. Look, I've tempted them all this time and I've told them that you don't care for them. I've told them that you can't trust them. That you, you're, you're hopeless. Don't, don't trust them. They don't love you. People, and the people are going to rebel against you. They're going to spit on you and they're going to kill you. Jesus looked at the Father and said, how can we free them? And the Father said, it's going to cost you everything. Your perfection for their imperfection. Your righteousness for their unrighteousness. Your life for their life. And Jesus looked at the Father and said, it's done. I'll pay the price. And the pastor walked down and left the birdcage sitting there with the door open. No greater love is there. No greater than love than Jesus. He paid it all for us. You see, when we look at the cross, what it equals is love, doesn't it? At the cross, the love of Jesus is displayed. At the cross, the love of God the Father is displayed. At the cross, the penalty for everything that we have done has been paid for. Jesus paid it all. There's no greater love than that anywhere. They were great love stories, weren't they? Romeo and Juliet, the Titanic, Shrek, but none of them compare to the greatest love story of them all. The love story that we remember today, the love story that we celebrate today, the love story that at that piece of wood on the cross cast a shadow across all eternity. The love story for you and I that if we put our trust in Jesus and his death becomes ours. And that no greater love moves towards no greater life. And we're going to look at that as Sunday because this is not the end of the story. The love story doesn't finish at the cross. The love story continues and the love story blossoms even further on Sunday and continues into history and continues for today. So don't miss it. Come again on Sunday. Sunday is going to be the day when we hear about the no greater life that we have because of the no greater love that we have in Jesus. Don't miss it. Come on Sunday, won't you? And today, if today that you've heard of the great love story for you in Jesus and that's something that resonates with you today, then please don't go away from here without speaking to someone. Don't go away from here without talking to either me or someone you know who loves Jesus. If you want an opportunity, grab in front of you. There's a connect form there. There's one of these. Fill it out. Tick the little box down the bottom if you want someone to come and visit you or you want someone to come and speak to you about Jesus. Please... Tick that. Can I implore you 
Don't miss it. Because if you take that and you take that step, then today isn't just any ordinary, ordinary Friday, is it? Today becomes a good Friday. Today becomes a great Friday. Because today could become the day that you step from being the ungodly sinner against God to being the one washed clean and friends with God forever. So don't miss it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks that Jesus paid it all for us on the cross. That we don't see any greater love than Jesus who came and lived and died for us so that we could be friends with you forever. So that our sin could be washed clean. So that our brokenness could be healed. So our relationship with you could be restored now and for eternity. Heavenly Father, may we never tire of hearing that. Lord, and if we've heard that for the first time, if that resonates with us for the first time, I pray, Lord, that you'll move in the hearts of the people here and that people respond to you, give their lives to you, want to find out more about you and this wonderful love story that we have in Jesus. Lord, I pray that all of us won't go away from here the same, that, Lord, we'll be changed, that we'll be transformed, because all because of you, Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.